Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. New music from Jake Worthington and Ashley McBride. Plus, Luke Combs is letting fans choose his next career move. Bobby Dixon, and this is everything you need to know in country music for the week of April 10th, 2023. Country music chart topper Luke Combs is asking fans to choose his next single to country radio. You can go to his website now to vote on either Five Leaf Clover or Love You Anyway. Nashville is coming together in light of recent events for a night of joy celebrating Covenant School. Superstars like Carrie Underwood, Tyler Hubbard, and Thomas Rhett are set to perform. We are sending good vibes to Old Dominion frontman Matt Ramsey as he still recovers from his ATV accident. CMT winner Cody Johnson gives fans a butter smooth cover of the Leonard Skinner's hit, The Ballad of Curtis Lowe. Make sure you head over to his YouTube to check it out. You're not going to want to miss this epic collaboration. Country Music's Reba McIntyre teams up with Jennifer Hudson for an incredible duet of the Aretha Franklin hit, Respect. Reigning CMA Female Vocalist of the Year, Lainey Wilson, is inspiring bell-bottom lovers all over the country, from inviting young girls up to sing with her to selling out stadiums full of little Country music icon Merle Haggard is set to be honored in his Oklahoma hometown with a new statue. The king of country music, George Strait, is headed to Fort Worth, at Dickey's Arena for two shows in November on the 17th and 18th. Tickets are on sale now. Randy Travis sparks a viral TikTok trend thanks to his classic forever and ever. Amen. Guys, you should head over to TikTok and check it out. It's pretty Well, country music fans, we are less than a month out from Stagecoach Music Festival out in California with chart toppers like Brooks and Dunn, Ian Munsick, and Lainey Wilson on the roster. You're going to want to go over to our website to check out the must-see artists over the three-day festival. Well, this past week had some great new country music, so let's dive in. The hottest. Texas native and honky-tonk lover Jake Worthington's self-titled debut album is the definition of tonk, and you have to check it out. Make sure you bring your dancing shoes. Hannah Dasher turns a crying-in-your-drink moment into a massive payday with her new single, Crying All the Way to the Bank. Also, make sure you go check out the hilarious music video that goes along with the song. Hannah, we love you. Country music songwriter and hitmaker Ray Falcher teams up with 
Tennille Arts for a timeless country love song in their new tune, After the Rain. Country singer Jeremy Parsons reflects on the troubles of today with his stunning new single, Humanity. After seeing this guy live at a writer's round in Nashville, I knew he was the next big thing. Graham Barnum, well, he tries to heal his broken heart with his new single, To Broke Heart. Toonsmith and one of my personal favorite artists, Ashley McBride, shines in her new single, The Devil I Know. Honky Tonker Braxton Keith transports you to Texas with his new single, Honky Tonk City. Wyoming native and lover of all things fiddle, Ian Munsick gives us his sophomore album, White Buffalo. The song includes some favorites like Long Live Cowgirls with friend Cody Johnson and our little favorite off the album, something for his son, Little Man. Country crooner Sam Grow gives us his first song of 2023 as he's dealing with a little bit of hometown heartbreak with Red Light. And 2023 is starting off strong for the Brothers Osborne. Their three-song sampler, Nobody's Nobody, is a smash. Make sure you go check all three songs out. And if you need to find your new favorite song or refresh your playlist, head on over to our All Country News New Music Roundup Spotify playlist to find your new favorite song. Well, guys, we have a very special guest and dear friend of mine with us this week. Funny enough, I found him while I was in Nashville for my birthday playing at the 1230 Club. And well, the rest is history. Guys, here is my awesome conversation with Arizona native Jacob Morris. About growing up you know what I mean was music a big thing in your house Mm -hmm. I know for me it was constantly Prince that was being played Mm -hmm. so how I'm in country music nobody will know so talk to me about growing up and just being around music yeah I grew up my mom was actually a singer in church she sang in church for years and so when I was growing up there was gospel playing in the house there was country music playing the house a ton and every day my mom would drive me to school and Red Dirt Road was on the radio, and we listened to Rascal Flats a lot, and Montgomery Gentry, and and I just remember loving music as a ton. And then she would sing in the car, I would pick up that, and that just started becoming something I'd, I would do. I would put the boombox on, and I never took singing lessons, I just put on a, a CD and try to copy what they were doing. And I fell in love with it. I started doing talent shows in elementary school, like fourth, fifth, sixth grade. And people just seemed to like what what I was doing, and I was thrilled by it. I started chasing theater and acting and producing movies for a while, and that was a big passion that I had. And then picked up guitar again in high school, started writing songs. I made a CD uh, my senior year, and I sold it at school, and I made a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe I can do this. Started playing open mics, and that led to coffee houses and little restaurants that would have me for an hour and I would just like charge them 50 bucks to play in the gig or whatever. And um, yeah, growing up, just music was just such a love and around me all the time. It always has been and always will be. And it's, it's thankful for, for my mom teaching me how to sing and all those, you know, people in my school that believed in me that got me to where I am now. 
So I love it. Do you still have that CD? Like, do you have a copy of it? I do. I have oh, a God. few. There's a few copies that I still have. That I'm like, I got to hold on to these because I know one day maybe it might be worth something. <laughs> oh know. my gosh. Yeah. I know you have to. Just to have it. Just have I it. always giggle because. You know, people always ask me, like, when did you start loving country music? And at my bridal shower, my mom handed me a notebook of like everything she'd ever kept notes about, like me from the day I was born to when I went off to college. And she hasn't dated the day I found the band Little Texas. And so I always love no hearing. Kidding. I know. I'm like, so I have a finite date. I love so it. I always love hearing um, like how people kind of found country music. And for you, yeah. clearly it was very early on me. I found it on my own. I still yeah. don't know how it happened. But oh. Do you remember the first song that you learned how to play on guitar? I do. It was Fire and Rain by James Taylor. That was, was, yeah. And why that song? Like I started listening a lot to Zach Brown Band and Zach Brown Band was no doubt the reason that I started playing music. They like, I, you know, I I should have let this, I kind of let this out of that growing up, but my parents bought me a, a guitar and it sat in the corner of my room for three years. I never touched it. And then I started listening to Zach Brown Band saw him playing acoustic guitar and thought that looks really fun and I want to do that. So I bought an acoustic, got lessons then. And at the time I started listening to like a lot of that singer songwriter, Joni Mitchell, James Taylor, Carol King, and fire and rain was one of these songs that just, I had bugged in my ear. I was like, this sounds so cool. I want to learn how to play it. And I brought it to my guitar teacher and he's like, okay, let's do this. And that that we're starting off here. Cool. (laughs) So we, we learned it, and to this day, I cover it all the time, and I always tell the story. It's the first song I ever learned on guitar. Oh, my gosh. That's so fun. I've always been so jealous of people that are able to kind of put their thought into song. I mean, I loved creative writing in yeah. high school. It was one of my favorite classes, mm-hmm. but, like, I can't sing, so I don't ever think that I two and two ever got put together. Not even in the shower, in the car, like, no no singing at all for you? I can sing, but nobody wants to listen. I I'll always- listen. I'll listen. Oh my God. Okay. I got to tell you this story then because it's hysterical. So I was a huge musical theater kid growing up. Like I loved it, but I couldn't sing. And I came from a really talented high school. So I always designed the costumes and the sets and and did that. But the choir director that did the musicals was like, Bobby, you have to come do women's acapella. All your friends are in it. I think you'd be really great. So finally I was like, fine. But I went in going to prove them wrong. So we go in, he hands us sheet music. I feel like I'm reading Mandarin and mm-hmm. he's like, okay, girls, why don't you warm up? So I sing along. He's got girls, you're sounding a little rusty. So I lip synced. He goes, oh, much better. And I go, <laughs> I can't sing. So, from that day, you knew it was like, as long as from I that day, I'm, I even remember our really close friend at church that worked with kids, did private lessons for a lot of the kids I grew up mm-hmm. with, did musical theater, and then yep. was the choir director at our church, even after a couple of lessons was like, Bobby, like, you, <laughs> maybe, maybe this Just is don't quit your day job. Just keep on the path that you're on. <laughs> Which is funny because my grandma is a beautiful singer. All of my aunts, they're, they created their own really pretty successful Irish band up in Michigan. So like, I don't know. Anywho, back to songwriting. Why did you write your first song? You know, good, uh, good question. I think I wrote my first song in junior high. Uh, My uncle had passed away. And I remember, I'm pretty sure that I ripped off a Rascal Flatts melody. I'm pretty sure like the first song was a complete rip off of somebody else's tune. (laughs) But I remember just writing a song about his life and how hard he worked and, you know, made a legacy for his family and legacy. And that theme very much has always kind of carried with me throughout my entire career, throughout just like writing for 
um, what you live for, what you die for, and and kind of the, the life you want to leave behind. Um, but I remember writing that first song and just having it in a notepad. I, I do still have that. I did find that recently. And it kind of led to just me experimenting with, you know, different rhyme schemes or I didn't really study it all that much. I just was like kind of, you know, trying to see what other people did and applying myself to that in a way. And, and high school came along. I started writing a lot of more, you know, songs here and there. And, and just a couple of my friends were like, dude, that's great. I love that guitar riff you're doing, or I like this chorus and it's catchy. And it was like, those little things just kept encouraging me to keep going. And then that led to that first CD that I sold in, in my senior year. Oh my gosh. Did you have like some funky cover art? What was your cover art for the CD? I had. So funny enough, the only tattoo I have is this. Oh, no, wait. So, and the Reap What You Sow was the name of my, is that first record. And the last song on the record was uh, an acoustic tune called The Raven. And it's funny because like my, I just saw some buddies from high school. They still talk about that song. They love that tune. And the front cover was a raven. I had a buddy from church that I knew did graphic design. Yeah. He like made this thing for me and I was like, that's it. And I love it. I'm trying to see if I can find it. That actually oh would gosh. be hilarious. If I that's going to be really funny. I'm, I'm like living for this. I know. I just I, found I all of that down, but yeah, I found my old, where is it? I think, I don't know. You know Do you have it somewhere? Hold on. I got something somewhere. I don't know. We are redoing our whole house. We just moved into a newish house. So my, okay. Congratulations to you together for me. Oh my God. Finding a house in Chicago is a freaking nightmare, but I was oh, looking yeah. for, yeah. my mom gave me my old CD disc thing. And I have like all of these super old with the plastic sleeves and yep. And apparently I have Taylor Swift's autograph that I completely forgot. I still had. Well, that's cool. Thanks. I know. So <laughs> like early on an autograph. <laughs> I know. Right. So you find yourself in Nashville now yes. I mean, you're doing the Broadway thing. What mm -hmm. was the initial reason that you felt like you had to be in Nashville? I know like for me, I'd love to be in Nashville, but I'm actually Chicago based and yeah. I haven't like reached that point where I'm like, I have to be there full time. Yeah. What was that moment for you that you just knew you had to be in Nashville? Uh, you know, ever since I was in high school and looking at, you know, being a country artist, Nashville was always a place that I visited and I, I was intrigued by and wanted to visit. Um, and I, I always said I wanted to live there, but I didn't know exactly what that looked like. And then I, I played in Arizona full time for, I mean, five, six years, making my full time living, paying the bills. And my band and I had worked up a way. I had, I had a great band back home and we worked up a way that like we became a, a we got the good gigs in town and and. I had felt really successful in Arizona and I, for some reason, just was like, I want to keep going and I don't know what that next level is. And I, I was trying to be creative and, and, and feel some competition. That I just didn't feel like I had, and I wanted to be challenged. I wanted to be in a place where, you know what, I'm knocked off my pedestal. And there's a bunch of people around me that are writing every single day that are working hard every single day. And I want to be around that because that's what I know is going to going to push me to get to that place that I want to be. And in the near two years that I've lived in Nashville, I've 100% found that I love the fact that I, my, some of my best friends in this town are kicking ass and doing really great job, you know, getting what they want, writing the songs they want, starting to get cuts. And it's like being around those, that community of people is my favorite part of this town and like Nashville has always felt like a massive university to me. Yes. And I never, and I didn't go to college. I went, I did one year of community college and I dropped out cause I was playing shows and I was like, let's, I'm going to go work. But I, 
get that university feel in Nashville, like being around songwriters, musicians, producers, all that. So it's so funny. I've never heard somebody put it that way, but now that you say that, I'm like, oh my God, it does feel like yeah. one big town like that. Everybody just wants to keep getting better and keep, you know, improving and, and collaborating with one another. And I love that part of, of Nashville. So I think once I, I, I was missing that in Arizona, that was the moment, like I let's get to Nashville. And then the door just opened up and my wife and I, we moved out here and it just, we've planted. So I love that. I love that you bring up your wife. Cause that was my next question. It was Perfect. like, you know. <laughs> beautiful segue. <laughs> How does she support you? I feel like that is such a tough, you know, being a wife is hard enough. I know for mm-hmm. a stand, it's very, mm-hmm. very hard. My husband's a fireman, a Chicago fireman. And it's cool. thank hard. You your husband does. That's it's not easy. very hard. Yeah. Yes. He would, he, he's gone. He's on a 48 hour. So I get to do whatever yep. I want, but yep. how do you feel that she supports you best? Like what's your favorite part about having just a partner in this? Well, funny story. So we actually uh, met, we were working together for a while. She was my manager back home for, oh no. So, <laughs> She's a, uh, my wife's a talent buyer. Uh, so she's producing, you know, concerts across the country. And when I meet her in Arizona, sure enough, her dad was my little league baseball coach way back in the day. Like it's, it's, it's just small worlds coming together sort of thing. Right. So we start working together and just, she just starts helping me out. Like, you know, trying to kind of steer me along more of the industry side of things. And, you know, if I needed a contract done, I'd go to Ashland. And then um, sure enough, COVID happened and all my shows got locked down. Her and I were working together almost every single day, like trying to figure out, hey, what social media should we do? What live streams to like keep the business rolling? And over that time, we just fell in love with each other. And then uh, May of 2021, I proposed. And then July of 21, we moved out to Nashville. So like it was oh my like, God. bang, 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 <laughs> back and forth. Oh A lot God. of crazy things happened within a span of two years. It's pretty wild. Oh gosh, no, I love that. So, I mean, I've been on Broadway. It is literally probably the craziest place I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I think mm-hmm. it rivals Las Vegas at this 100%. point. But I have a feeling there's a lot of um, support for all of the, your Broadway players. But I also feel like there's probably a lot of competition. Right. Like you really have to really step up your game. So to totally. keep your spot. So talk to about some of the struggles of playing on Broadway? Man, I, I think even playing cover gigs my entire life, Broadway has always just been another beast. And it's, it's you know, you are playing in a heavy tourist town where people are coming in and, and they're uh, they're coming in to expect the best. And that, that puts a little more pressure, I guess, compared to what I, I knew before of like, you, you can't phone this in. It's not, you know, sometimes there were gigs back home where like, oh, if I was a little tired, or if I'm a little beat down, like I can get through this. Like Broadway, I feel like there's eyes on you from the moment you step on stage, to the moment you get off. And it's like, hey, we want to see what this guy's got. And in a way, that's the best part of it because it, it it challenges yourself in a way of like, let's see what I can really put on a show for these people. And and you look at, back at your band. I love playing with my band. And you know, we'll you know have moments where everything just seems to come together. We get pushed to a level that... Um, I think sometimes you just miss on an everyday cover gig where Broadway really brings that out. You, you're challenged by requests that you've yes. never played before, yes. but guess what? Like if someone puts down a $50 bill says, Hey, can you play this song? It's like, okay, let me, I call it Nashville band practice. The band and I will really sit there listening to the song real quick. Like, okay, we think we got it. And then it's like, wow, come on, let's try it out. And there's been a lot of moments where it's turned out amazing. So oh my gosh. there's, there's a different struggle with Broadway and there's a lot of, you know, 
tips and that whole dynamic and whatever. But it, at the end of the day, it's really fun. It's a very fun environment that will make you very tired, but it's, it's a fun environment. I love it. I love it. So literally on my questions here, I knew I wouldn't have to do a lot of questions because you you're asking great questions. So well, easy. questions. I'm like, this is going to be great. <laughs> what is the weirdest request you've got? It's funny. So my girlfriends that I was with, yeah. we had, we, the first time we all met, we did, it was called Broadway bingo. And for every time we heard one of the songs on our bingo card, we knock it off, knock it off. So it was like Morgan Wallen or wagon wheel or whatever. But That's what was game. the weirdest song that, uh, that you've been asked to play, or maybe have you turned down a song? You're like, nah, like this, I, I can't do this. Every now and then someone requests like some, some nineties rap. And I'm like, man, as much as I'd what? love I'd love to try and get this song that you don't want to see me attempt this song right now. <laughs> like, that's not going to be great. You are in the wrong town, my friend. I'm like, man, I, like I would love to, but I can't do no diggity. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Uh, but what I'm trying to think there's some, there's some been some good ones. Uh, we actually did pull off some Hannah Montana. Uh, one time we got um, uh, best of both worlds. Get the best of both worlds. Someone wanted to hear that. And I looked at the band. And I was like, do you want to try it? And we pulled it up real fast and pulled it off. So we'll get some, we'll get some funny stuff like that, but you definitely get a lot of Morgan Wallen, a lot of um, Alan Jackson and, you know, George Strait, tennis, Chris Stapleton. And, and I'm just like, you know what, Eric, Eric, man, you guys hit gold on that one. I love that. You guys like play whatever Eric Church song you want. And I was like, all of them. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend that I was with, she is a huge Eric Church fan and she's single and she has a picture of Eric Church like right in her hallway when you move in. And she says if she brings guys home and they don't know who he is, they can't date. <laughs> you know, I, I do. That's a great test, though. That's a very like we can't hang unless you know who we're talking about here. I mean, my <laughs> husband and I met at an Eli Young band concert. So it's like. Yeah. There's those artists that just like they're they're part of your soul. You they they come with you in your package deal. I know. I tried to get them to come to our wedding. That was way out of my dad's budget. But yeah, we well, we we looked at we looked at bringing Brett Eldridge to ours because that was our first oh, dance song was a Brett Eldridge song. And oh, I was like, no way. Is, there, is there any way that we could do it? And we just couldn't make it happen. Brett's a Chicago boy, but he doesn't do an awful lot. Like No, we we really saw, do a lot. So we, good uh, he his, I liked his new record. We went and saw him at the Ryman uh, and he played his Christmas show. Oh, I saw so the Christmas good. show and I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I'm a big Sinatra fan. Like I love like that big croon, big band feel. And he, yeah. when he's in that element, he just completely knocks yeah. out. The park. Yeah. We got to see him here at Chicago at the Chicago theater do it. And I oh, think my mouth just hung open. So good. I, he was one of my favorite voices in country. Oh, music to this day. Same, same. So let's talk about your single look at you. I yeah. think so fun and i love your original music do you feel that there is i mean i only got to see you on broadway and i can ass i assume you have other gigs outside of broadway but do you ever feel like it's being a broadway performer or being an you know just a performer in nashville it's really hard to work in some of your singles like your original you know i think sometimes it's funny because like i i in a way feel like you kind of have especially like when you guys saw me at like that yeah. little solo gig I'm playing on a Wednesday yeah. night, like I have the freedom to kind of play whatever I want to play. And I don't think that, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes start off the night with an original or sneak one in, but, or if someone, you know, like yourself requests to, Hey, play your original song, okay. um, which that will happen. Um, but then also sometimes I just get caught up in 
constantly looking at the crowd because I'm trying to give the best show possible and I want to get them singing along and I want to get them dancing. So I think sometimes throwing in, hey, here's this song that you don't know can be sometimes a, a difficult transition to make. And I think as an entertainer on Broadway, you don't want to reach for that sometimes. But then there's, um, I, I kind of go, well, I'm just in my head. I should just go. Yeah, here's, you came to see musician. Here's what I do. Here's my original music. So I'm trying to get better at yeah. kind of allowing myself like, no, play the original song. Like, go for it. Yeah, I would highly recommend because I feel like people like me who are like sluts for good country music and good good writing. Me like too. for me, me I want to hear. But again, I'm not everybody. But yeah. I want to chat with you about the new single. I love it. My husband and I okay. had a uh, a little date night last night, drinking some wine, and I was getting ready for this today, and we played it. He's like, "This is really good." I'm like, oh. I'm "Interviewing him tomorrow." Thank so you. That's great. Chat with me about the songwriting and kind of the creative process for the new single. Yeah, I actually, I wrote that song with a good buddy of mine, Richard Rendy. We wrote it probably back in 2016, 17, actually. And we wrote it on a beach in Malibu. And we originally had this idea of like kind of a Chris Stapleton-y vibe of the soulful sort of, it, it, the idea was kind of the same. We had the chorus at the time. And then we revisited the song actually kind of during the pandemic. And I had this new guitar uh, riff that I was working with, which ended up kind of becoming the main um, progression for Look At You. And I was like, maybe we can try and work around it, apply it to this new melody. And it just seamlessly fit in. Uh, I put it out. I was doing these live streams at the time on Facebook. That was kind of how I was keeping the music going. And yeah. and I played that and fans loved it. So uh, I got to Nashville and we recorded a few songs. And that was one of the first tunes we recorded was Look At You. And then I, I just came about where it's obviously the wedding year and, and thinking about my wife and everything that was going on. I was like, it just felt the right moment to, to release that song. And I'm, I'm really happy we did. I love that tune and love, love playing it. it out live. I love it. I'm always super cheesy about artists that like, you're either going to get married like pretty soon here or have just gotten married. Did you write any of the music for the wedding? Uh, I did not. I find, I was like, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted it's to cross stressful that line. Enough. Yeah. And then sure enough, all of like, her family and friends were at the wedding. Like, what is Jacob gonna sing? And I'm like, do I have to, guys? So I think they want. I ended up doing a, a Kane Brown tune that was like an, a again a song of ours. They put that on. The DJ did, and I sang a little bit. So they got it. They got a taste. But I was like, man, the one. I'm not working tonight, guys. I love it. I know. I'm like, it's stressful enough, but I had to ask. I'm always no, absolutely. So to wrap things up here, what goals do you have for yourself for 2023? I can't even believe it's March. Like yeah. what? <laughs> it's flying by. It's flying by. Um, this year has been um, already kind of a great start to kind of start. I want to go out and play. I played the West Coast a ton. Now being planted in Nashville, I want to go play North Carolina and go play Georgia and Kentucky and start just getting able to, to play for fans um, in places that I haven't been yet. So uh, I'm trying to, to work on getting the road this year. Uh, my goal is to release a few tunes. I think I got one coming out in April that uh, I've been teasing a little bit. So we don't have an official release date yet, uh, but fans can for sure expect uh, a song, uh, probably one or two this summer and then hopefully one in the fall as well. So I'm trying to get some more releases out and uh, give people some more original music that they can cling on to and, and start listening to. So, so. Awesome. Well, you know, to hit me up with those releases, we will take care of you. And Thank if you. you have any shows next week, I will be in town all week for country Great. radio seminar. So Shoot me a message. Yeah. The team and I would love to come out and see I'll you. Be um, be so I know I need some more of those Brussels sprouts at the 1230 club. Those were like everything like on that crap. menu is perfect, but the Brussels are to die for. And then the pastrami sandwich. So 10 out of 10. 
I know. I love it. Well, thank you so much. We're super excited. Um, like I said, let's see you, this will probably come out. Let me look at the calendar just so you have an idea. So this thank will be on for asking. Oh it's my God. Like, you're so welcome. So, so yeah, so all of this will be out Friday, the 24th. I will Ooh. email you all of our links. Feel free to share what you want. Great. Um, and then once you have a finite date on that April release, shoot me an email and I would love to include you in our new music roundup. Um, you're awesome. Yeah. We're just, we're getting some of the final details, Great. just like getting some, like the album art done and whatever. Once love we get that, we'll have the release date. I'll send it your way. And yeah. um, it should be yeah. the Raven. I think you should bring the Raven back. I think I got to bring the Raven back. I apparently, my poor little high school, buddies they're like they're like when's it coming back i'm like i don't know <laughs> maybe it's you like riding on a raven now that would that's that's an album cover that's perfect <laughs> oh i love it well thank you so much and uh oh, hopefully you, we'll Bobby. see you next week yes absolutely i'll text you the dates of when yeah, i'm playing text you the dates. we are around all week and i don't plan on sleeping at all next week so <laughs> great. <Me neither. laughs> awesome, awesome, we'll see you soon thank we'll talk you to have you a great day bye. yeah you too bye-bye see you Again, my name is Bobby Dixon, and I am the founder of Backstage Bobby, a country music news outlet that highlights Chicago's country music scene. Follow me on Instagram at Backstage Bobby. The All Country News podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.